everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Living on Prayer. I'm Emily, and I'm glad you're here with me again. Right now, our first series in this podcast is focusing on the topic of God's love. So for today's episode, we're going to bring that focus specifically to the subjects of grace and mercy. And, um, you know, let me just say that speaking of uh, grace and mercy, I can't help but think of that um, C.C. Winans song called Mercy Said No. It's um, it's such a beautiful song in lyrics, and then you add the great C.C. Winans voice on top of it. And I'm, I'm such a huge C.C. Winans fan, but you add her voice to those lyrics, and it just makes for an amazing song. It's um, it's an older song. It's been out a while, but if you haven't heard it, you can find it, I'm sure, on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or wherever. Um, but it's called uh, Mercy Said No. So you should you should definitely take a listen. Um, but anyway, I, I love to find songs, song lyrics, really, that relate to what I'm going through in my life at the time. You know, I, I know I'm not the only one who does that, but I, I do it with other things like, you know, quotes or scripture references, you know, lines from a TV movie or, or, or TV show, really, you know, just words in general. I like to relate to words and, um, I like to use them as reference points. So, you know, I'm really glad God gave us the Bible to anchor us as Christians, you know, as, as words. Um, so that's very helpful to someone like me. Um, and when it comes to, you know, these two specific words, grace and mercy, and we've, we've heard them used together almost as though they are one item or, or one entity or, you know, one saying, if you will. Um, but when it com- when we truly think about these two words, they, they are different and they're two different and distinct, distinct virtues, um, you know, that God created. So, so that's what I want to talk about today, you know, grace and mercy. So, you know, why are we talking about grace and mercy specifically? You know, what does it have to do with the topic of God's love? Well, grace and mercy, you know, they're manifestations of God's love. Um, what is a manifestation? Well, by definition, and, and I mean Merriam-Webster's definition, of course, um, a manifestation is the act, process, or instance of manifesting, or the outward or visible expression of manifesting. And by definition, manifesting is to make evident or certain by showing or displaying. So what does that mean? That means that grace and mercy are ways that God makes his love evident certain and shown to us. Um, so, you know, let's, let's first, let's talk about God's mercy. Um, because frankly, in my opinion, it's the better of the two. Um, but again, that's, that's Emily's opinion, but specifically what is God's mercy? Um, it's the manifestation, you know, the act, the display, that process, that expression of love that God gave to all of us that we don't deserve. And yet we all received without asking for it. Why? Um, well, because God loves all of us. You know, now I am, I know that I am so undeserving of his love. Yeah, I know that. But yet, you know, he tells me he loves me constantly. And 
I am humbled by his love and by his outpouring of care for me that at times I, I have, I have trouble articulating it. I really do. And it's overwhelming at times when I think that he would create me and have this specific purpose for me and that he would want me and look out for me and protect me and take care of me. And yet I've rebelled against him. And I have thought at, at times, many times that he wouldn't care about me or that I would have at times in my life turned away from him. And, and even at times in my life, I've talked bad about him. So I can't put all of those emotions into words because they overwhelm me. They really do. But I can tell you <laughs> that I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I feel stupid and foolish. I feel like I deserve whatever wrath or punishment he sends my way. But God isn't spiteful to his children. Um, he is, he's a merciful and loving and compassionate father in, in the definition of God's mercy is not giving sinners what they deserve. Um, that mercy, um, that's that, that mercy is from God. So honestly, we all deserve God's wrath. We're, you know, we've all sinned and we all continue to sin. You know, we all deserve great punishment for our sins, but, but thankfully God is so merciful towards all of us. You know, the greatest manifestation of God's mercy for the world, though, the one I alluded to a minute ago, the reason I say that mercy is the best manifestation of God's love is because his greatest act and display of mercy was sending his only son, Jesus, who was a perfect human who had committed no son, uh, no sin, no, no rebellion. I mean, he was the son of God. You know, he, he deserved no punishment or wrath from God whatsoever. I mean, and yet he, he was sent to take all of God's wrath for the world, for the whole world, past, present, and future, all of us, and sent to die that cruelest, most inhumane death for all the world to witness and, and record so that we don't have to suffer the consequences of our sins if we don't choose to. And to me, to me, that was God's greatest display of mercy. You know, he said to the world, you don't have to take my wrath for your sins. Hell isn't going to be your punishment for your rebellion, your sins, your wickedness. You know, my son will be the sacrifice for all of you. If you come to me through him, I'll accept you. God sacrificed his son so that we don't have to die like that, so that we don't have to sacrifice ourselves or anything else like that for our sins. You know, it's the greatest manifestation of God's mercy there could ever be. You know, we just have to accept it. <laughs> you know, like how amazing is that? So now let me give you some human examples, you know, of, of mercy before we move on to the topic of grace. So, um, first of all, have you heard this, that saying, you know, um, throwing yourself on the mercy of the court? You know, I think most of us have heard that at least, um, in, in passing, but if, if not, it's when someone is in trouble with the law you know, or has landed in front of a judge um, or jury and is awaiting judgment or sentencing of some sort, that person is at the mercy of the court to decide how to punish them. And what they're hoping is that the court will go easy or easier on them because they took ownership 
you know, for their action. So the court could give them mercy by giving them a lighter sentence than they deserve because they took ownership for their actions and are supposedly, you know, remorseful. Um, so, so that's a, a human example of, of mercy. Um, another human example of mercy is if, you know, you've ever watched kids play together or you remember being a kid once yourself. Um, and, and, you know, when they're in a play fight or a, a tussle of some sort, you know, one of them might yell out something like uncle, you know, or I give, or, you know, okay, you win. And the other one will let the kid go, you know, of, you know, whatever entanglement they're in at that time, you know, well, well, that's mercy. Um, it might, it might be that in reality, the kid just wants to win or doesn't want the consequences of getting in trouble if they actually hurt the other kid. But technically it was mercy. Um, you know, they're fighting. Yes, it it was a play fight and they were fighting probably just to win, but it could have gone further and, you know, but it didn't. So, um, in contrast to a kid play fight, a kid's play fight, you know, or, or kids tussle. If, if those fighters were just two people, let's say on a street corner and uh, one was trying to rob the other, or they were actually fighting over something like money or food or drugs, um, would there be as much mercy or mercy at all in that fight versus the kids? Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just wanting to show some contrast and difference, you know, of mercy, um, you know, fighting in a backyard or a playroom, you know, when there's discipline or friendship or boundaries there, there typically is mercy, but you know, if you're fighting on the street without rules or boundaries there, there might not be mercy or as much mercy. So again, that's just another human example of mercy, um, but hopefully mercy is a little bit more understandable uh, from a human perspective. Um, I do want to read a couple of scripture references on mercy to help guide us as well. Um, first from Luke chapter 6, verse 36, it says, be merciful, even as your father is merciful. And also from James chapter 2, verse 13 For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So now, what's the difference between God's mercy and God's grace? Because, um, you know, so many times we hear these terms interchangeably or together. And, well, um, they do go together sometimes, but but they're definitely not the same. Um, And as we just discussed, God's mercy is when he doesn't give sinners what they deserve, but God's grace is blessing us when it's undeserved. So showing us favor when we don't deserve it. <laughs> and, and man, I just can't even thank him enough for this one either. Like, so if God's mercy is not punishing us when we deserve to be punished, then in contrast to that, God's grace is providing us blessings and favor when we don't deserve blessings and favor. So yes, God does both. He saves us from punishment when we deserve, and he provides a favor when we don't deserve. So that's a wonderful heavenly father, you know, a truly awesome God that loves us. And in case you weren't aware, the the best display of God's grace, in my opinion, again, 
is that God made heaven available to all of us through his son, Jesus's sacrifice. It's undeserving. You know, we don't deserve heaven. We don't. We're all sinners. We were all born into sin. We all sin daily. And we should have to sacrifice and suffer God's wrath for being unholy to him. But again, he has mercy on us, right? He had mercy on his people centuries ago when he sent his son, Jesus, as the ultimate sacrifice to end that suffering and for all, to end the sacrifices, the doom of hell for each of us that, that we're born into. And then he took it one step further. And he graced us with Jesus and told us that he would accept us if we enter into heaven through his son. So John 3.16, right? For everybody should know this one, at least all of us Christians, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is, that is the ultimate display, act, manifestation, right, of grace, We are so undeserving of heaven. None of us deserve it. We are not entitled to it. We're not born into it. We did not inherit it. If anything, we are born into sin. Our ancestors sinned and we sin. We are born into sin. We are not God or Jesus. None of us are. So the only way we can get to be accepted into God and Jesus's family get to die and be part of their estate, if you will, and pulled into their kingdom is to believe in Jesus and ask him into our hearts. And then, you know, have that relationship with him, be a part of his family. Like that's it. God made it easy for us to do, but we aren't entitled to it just by being born folks. (laughs) That's not how it works. I love the mentality of some people nowadays that think we could just get stuff by showing up but it doesn't work that way with God. We have to take action. He does. He, he will always do the heavy lifting. I promise you that he really will, but he does require us to act in every situation. We can't sit by and do nothing and wait for God to do it all. Mm -mm, Doesn't work like that. He gave us free will and it's on us to use it. In this case, we must accept Christ. We, we must pray. We must have faith in him. Those are actions. Those are actions. He still requires us to talk to him, to know him, to tell him what's going on, ask him for help, thank him for our blessings, actions, people, actions to get favor. And God's grace is favor and blessings we don't deserve. So in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. So let's talk about some human examples of grace. Because grace can be manifested in a number of ways so that we can be more Christ-like. You know, we can, showing grace with our words, our actions, and just our presence alone. You know, words we say about people and words we say to them can show favor and bless them even when when they don't deserve it. You know, we we can even choose to accept criticism or defeat with grace. You know, even if it hurts us, which can allow God to shine through us to others, even to the one who is criticizing us or defeating us. We can show grace with our actions, such as providing our time, our our money, our efforts and energy towards others that need it or or can't do 
can't, they can't do it without us. You know, things like um, our local charities and churches and fundraisers, you know, helping our elderly neighbors, you know, that delivery driver who, you know, we stop and hold the door open for. Yeah, it's their job to deliver the packages and, and they have to figure out how to get the door open. And yeah, we have other things to do. But grace is showing the delivery driver favor and blessing them with our time and effort, you know, helping them for a few seconds or a minute to do their job. Grace is giving that homeless person on the street a bottle of water on a hot day. Yeah, they will likely figure out how to quench their thirst some other way. And yeah, we have other things to do with our time and money. But grace is helping them quench their thirst in the heat of the day. Grace doesn't ask questions. It doesn't. It doesn't judge people. It doesn't put conditions on love. Grace just blesses and favors. Grace is a manifestation of love, and we should be so thankful that God loves us enough that he is gracious all the time, and he continues to grace us, to favor us, to bless us. We should constantly thank him for our blessings and favor, and we should constantly thank him knowing he will continue to be gracious to us, even though we are undeserving, and we should continue to do unto others what he does to us. Now, look, don't sit there and think that I'm above you or anyone else and I'm some righteous and holier than thou person because I am not. I can promise you that. I don't claim to be. I'm just trying to be better than I was yesterday and to keep favor with God every day. And I will continue to do that until I leave this earth. I I guess for me, I... I think of my service with God like like doing yoga. You know, if you've ever done yoga or or worked out even, um, then you kind of understand this analogy. It's it's just you against you every time you step in the studio. You know, and it's 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 just you every day. You are only trying to be better than you were the last time you were in the studio. You know, I'm not comparing myself to anyone else. It, it's just me trying to better me. And sometimes I get injured, you know, and I have to take a step back and, and go back down to, you know, the beginner poses or, or stretch longer in one pose, but I will still show up and keep going. And I, I guess that's how I am as a Christian with God. I'm trying every day to get better, but you know, I have setbacks, you know, and, and I guess, you know, but I, most of the time I'm, I'm just in the studio trying to do better than I did the day before. You know, I'm not worrying about anyone else that's in there with me and what they're doing. I'm I'm just trying to cheer everyone else on and I'm congratulating them on their success as, you know, we're all moving through our own walk with God. And, and you know, I say all this because I really hope that you do the same. And if my practice can help anyone along the way, then great, even better. And I hope you look at your practice in a similar way, because we're all in an individual relationship with God here, and we all have this unique purpose that he created us for. And hopefully, we can each help each other and encourage each other along, you know, as we're going through our individual paths. Anyway, I did, I, I hope today's talk kind of helped provide, you know, some understanding on God's mercy and grace. I really hope you leave here with an appreciation for how God blesses us, you know, through his grace and mercy. And, you know, as always, I want to remind each one of you that God loves you specifically and individually. 
that he made you for a purpose and he knows you and wants to have an intimate relationship with you and genuinely looks forward to hearing from you. So I, you know, I hope you'll reach out to him and talk to him, pray, pray to him, thank him, tell him how everything is going to, going on, you know, in your life, you know, tell him I said hi, (laughs) you know, but either way, I really do hope that you are talking to him. So now in closing, let me uh, send us off with a prayer from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful home, comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you do and say. Thanks for joining everyone. Please be safe. We'll talk again soon.